This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and I'm an evolutionary astrologer and uh, channel and I'm currently living in Tucson, Arizona and what I... What I attempt to do with the show is to to bring you some different perspectives on astrological stuff and junk as well as uh, soul and kind of what's really happening uh, on the planet, what's really happening in your life and in your consciousness and how soul sees your life. And that's kind of you know the soul's journey. I want you to understand uh, more about what's really happening and what you're doing here. And also, this phrase has been coming up a lot lately – and two recent shows had this in the title, The Logic of Soul, this thing that's different, this this way of looking at something and understanding uh, why something's occurring, that's different from how our uh, personality or our, our human linear logical mind sees it. So that's kind of creeping in. I'm using that phrase uh, quite a lot uh, recently. So, so that's kind of the aim of the show is to help you understand what's really happening uh, and give you alternate perspectives so that you can see better from soul's perspective what's happening and why because um this there's this whole deal about needing to be informed in order to make informed decisions and if you think you're your personality or your fears or your job or your family history or your name uh, if you think that's who you are exclusively then you're going to make decisions based on certain human logical uh constructs instead of what soul is about so that's kind of my job is to try to teach you about what's really happening so today we're going to turn this to some mundane uh, geopolitical stuff, uh, which I don't usually do, but I guess maybe I've done mentioned stuff like this on four or five different shows over the last year or so. I don't get into it because I, I'm really um, focused on what your experience is and helping you know um, you learn the kind of astrology that's been taught to me by uh, the Ascended Master I channel, um, uh, you know, and, and giving these perspectives on soul. So I, I tend not to get into politics that much, but. But I have been following a couple of different things. And so tonight I'm going to talk a little about what's going on uh, with Russia and Ukraine and talk a little bit about that um, and look at the chart of each nation and looking at some transits, uh, at least one transit for each one that's that, that's going down. Uh, a few weeks ago I did look at uh, Russia's chart and also at uh, President uh, Putin's chart. In order to to look at some some things, uh, but tonight it's going to be just the the chart of the country viewed from a different angle. Because I think with that I talked about the nodes, I talked about um, different things. You know, Venus Pluto opposition square the nodes. Uh, this is going to be a little different because um, Russia is actually having a Jupiter return uh, with Jupiter in Cancer conjunct Chiron, which changes the the idea of having Jupiter in Cancer quite a bit. So talk about that. Talk about. Um, uh, you know, Ukraine, like what purpose this might be serving for each nation, uh, this this uh, tension building and this kind of incursion that's happening. Um, and then I'm going to talk about uh, some stuff about uh, soul and the logic of soul and um, uh, using this 
this thing that apparently a lot of people know about. Apparently, this is like a some kind of uh, widespread phenomenon. Uh, Second Life. It's a game, but it's not a game, uh, apparently. So uh, I recently saw a documentary um, and have had this exposure to this uh, to, to certain aspects of this, and I, I want to talk about that because I've been working a lot on this uh, channeling project. I, apparently, I can't really talk about it. When I do, like if I was trying to tell um, tell my mom the other day about certain things that were being stirred in me as a result of doing this channeling and the phone cut out, like every time I tried to say something. So, so I'm fine with not <laughs> trying to tell you what it is, but, um, but it does have to do with soul and the logic of soul and what, um, you know, how experiences come to us. Uh, so I want to look at, uh, second life from the, from definitely from the outside. I'm no expert and I don't use it. Uh, but from the outside of looking at this create the sense of creative possibility that, People, some people who use Second Life seem to report as a great plus, but then your human self actually is kind of doing this parallel thing. Your soul is kind of playing your, you know, it's it's kind of coming into this plane to do a Second Life thing, but you think it's your first life. So anyway, so I'm going to talk talk about that a little bit too, and what I've been thinking about and learning about. Um, uh, for some announcements, um, no upcoming events as of right now. The energy is money is energy class is, uh, is halfway, is halfway done. It's going well. And I, I love teaching that class and you can get the MP3 through tdjacobs.com and, uh, let me know if you're interested in another one. And if I have enough interest, I will uh, schedule another one sooner rather than later. Um, but there, there are two new, uh, channeling MP3s, uh, to talk about. Uh, one of them is from the vault. I, I didn't realize it wasn't uh, posted or available, and I, I think about it all the time, and I share insights um, about it all the time, literally all the time, <laughs> client readings and, and on the show, um, and it's called uh, Manifesting Health, and um, it's a, it's about 90 minutes, and it's a channeling Ascended Master Jehudi, also known as uh, Thoth and St. Germain and Merlin, about um, how emotions – manifest as health and how we can work with those things. So if you have a particular health complaint, it will help you understand that, but it'll also help you uh, at least understand how to look at the the source issue and how to understand what's manifesting. Um, But it's also useful if you don't have a particular health complaint for understanding how uh, emotions that stay with you and inform you affect your energy level and your health and and how the body is always talking to you to tell you what's happening. So I was doing some updates to my site to enable automatic downloads for when people purchase MP3s, uh, just to speed up the process and, and automate things. And I found this MP3 without a corresponding link on my site. I think my jaw literally dropped because it's so important. So anyway, Manifesting Health is now available. I think on the site it says something like From the Vault or something like that uh, on the media page. Um, and then the other one is brand new, and I'm, I'm really excited about this. Um, it is... Working with the emotions behind addiction, and it's a it's a meditation set of two MP3s, and that's very exciting. I'm really happy about that one um, because what we think when we have addictive personalities, addictive behaviors, you know, or outright addictions, um, we think that the behavior is the issue, and how we sometimes go about working with those things. Uh, doesn't always reflect that there is 
a real emotional thing that has informed this. So dealing with the emotions behind any addiction. As I as I edited these two um, meditation MP3s and listened to them, you know, it's it has addiction in the title, but it's really about dealing with emotions. So I encourage you uh, to check that out and read about that. Um, it's it's really good. The first one, I think, is about 40, 56 minutes of meditation, and then the second one is about 46 minutes. Uh, and you do one for a few weeks, you know, several times, four or five times, and then you move on to the second one where he expands a certain technique. I haven't done this before. I, I mean, I've done a lot of um, uh, events where we do a meditation together, uh, but I haven't done a, you know, a, meditate, a meditation MP3 beyond the free 13-minute one that's on my site, which actually somebody wrote me this week saying, uh, or last week saying, uh, that's way too short. I want, you know, I want a longer one. So as it happens, you know, there's a, there's a potentially a short list of, um, of other things to explore here. You know, not some big event where I might do energy work about addictions, but teaching you meditation techniques through these MP3s, uh, to, to work with the emotions. You know, it's kind of tied into one thing I'm going to talk about with, um, with Russia's Jupiter return. Jupiter in Cancer. It is now, uh, direct uh, within the last week, Jupiter itself transiting in the sky. So how to learn how to deal with emotions in new ways, how to deepen into our feeling natures to expand through that is critical and important and probably has occurred to a lot of people. But in order to do that, in order to be in the heart, we have to uh, learn how to hold space for and witness and then process and move through what is held in our hearts. So you're an energetic being. And you experience energy as emotion. I'm trying to get this through to you every week here on the show. Um, and your your ability to deal with emotions has everything to do with how the rest of your life manifests. So this this new MP3 on dealing with these emotions behind addiction, even if you don't have anything that seems addictive or anything that feels like that, um, I encourage you to read the description and check it out because it's really great for uh, – te- it teaches you a couple of different uh, – Techniques using that that skeleton structure of the uh, 13 minute MP3 that I offer for free on tdjacobs.com, but uh, really drawing it out and taking you deep into a heart space to generate love. Jehudi is really clear that whatever ails you, even physically, it has an emotional source, and that if you decide to become the source of love, if you generate love, get into a habit of generating force chakra energy, it will help heal you. It will do that. And, you know, you are this divine, powerful being and, you know, the currency of power is love. So if you learn how to do that, then you can fill in the gaps of how, you know, people haven't helped you or loved you or supported you or or, or given you what you needed or received what you were giving, all these uh, emotional things, these imbalances that we can develop. So I'm excited about that MP3. Uh, you can check all of that out through tdjacobs.com. And these are automatic downloads now, so you don't have to wait a day or two for me to, to sort through my emails uh, and all the uh, junk mail and Turkish spam and Israeli spam lists that I somehow got on. So <laughs> you can have that automatic. I don't know how that – I don't know what happened, but somebody – it started with the Turkish things. And so you know, I, I don't know anything about uh, the language. Uh, I have some experiences with, with some European languages, but like basically this thing pops up in my email. It looks like somebody sneezed in my inbox. And it happens almost daily. So I do the, you know, I put them on ignore list, but then somehow it merged into or, you know, somehow sold through that over to some Israeli spam. So I get a lot of um, international spam that way. Like I don't get the things about, um, you know, drugs for erectile dysfunction. And I don't get like all the things that people joke about. I get like stuff I can't read. 
stuff. I, spam I can't understand. Oh, I also get luxury apartment stuff from India. Somehow somebody sold by name from an Indian astrology list or something. So I also get those, this, uh, this property that's going fast. You know, I should jump on this opportunity, <laughs> luxury property and uh, wherever. Uh, so anyway, so let's, let's get into the show. Let's look at these charts. I want to give you the, um, I want to give you the data first of Russia just to kind of talk about, uh, talk about that. Uh, I gave it out a few weeks ago, but here I'm going to give it to you again. Uh, it's the Russian Federation, June 12th, 1990. Uh, don't have a time of day, uh, but then in, in Moscow, obviously. Um, and a look at this, you know, I just want to talk about this Jupiter and Cancer thing, because um, it's one thing to say that, well, Jupiter's in Cancer, and um, Ju- it's having this, the country is having a Jupiter return, which means that it will want to expand in some way. And with uh, the energy of cancer, it's about belonging, acceptance. It's about tribal stuff, often, us and them, that kind of thing. Um, but adding in the fact that Chiron is with it, and also the asteroid Persephone is in here, uh, this, is, this changes the story. So Chiron is always a sense of woundedness. Uh, until we get over the fact that we are sensitive and understand that everybody's actually vulnerable in the same ways we are, uh, you know, then we may be defensive or expect rejection or something like this. Um, so in its chart, Mars and Aries is square, Jupiter, Chiron, and Cancer. When its feelings are hurt or when it feels inadequate, both are uh, Chiron and Cancer things. Uh, this Mars may get activated, this aggression, Mars and Aries. Now, transiting Uranus has been dancing over the Mars. Transiting Pluto has been squaring the Mars. Actually, this is a whole T-square with uh, Uranus and Neptune retrograde each in, uh, in Capricorn, square Mars and Aries, and that's square the Jupiter-Chiron, uh, Persephone, and Cancer. So, um, so there's this whole thing about how does it deal with insecurity? How does the state itself deal with sense, a sense of vulnerability? Now, in this region, Russia, the Russian Federation, or Russia, is, you know, kind of the biggest player. And Russia is definitely a world power, but it doesn't matter how big you are. If you have Jupiter, Chiron, and Cancer, your sense of bigness will feel uh, very sensitive because Chiron sensitizes everything. And um, so, you know, so there is also, um, you know, kind of a cultural, def- a cultural um, ideal of, you know, that kind of comes down from uh, many, at least hundreds of years, probably longer, of what it means to be strong in that in that part of the world. Kind of how um, that culture, you know, may how the cultural notion of strength, you know, comes through. There's a certain there's a certain ideal, and of course, we talked about a few weeks ago. Talked about Putin's chart with his um, sun conjunct Neptune, and I believe Saturn is there too in Libra. Uh, but this sense of um, you know uh, needing to not seem soft. And I think that he's a great, you know, he's a great um, figure to go with the karma of Russia, given this, given this uh, particular chart from 1990, uh, because um, you know, what what does it mean to be strong? What does it mean to be tough? Here you have a guy with Sun, Neptune, and Libra. Sun, Neptune people can be very, very soft until they harden themselves, you know, until they decide not to be sensitive because they, you know, they have to. So there's a, and also with the Saturn in there, kind of, kind of adds to that. Um, so in Russia's chart, this Jupiter return says, um, can you, uh, you know, is, is this, this uh, group, this uh, political entity, uh, this people, you know, and, and all that, that that goes with that, um, can they expand 
through their cancerian nature, through belonging and connection. But this, uh, this thing about aggression is in there. This thing about trying to compensate for sensitivity and softness is in there. And again, that is, you know, this moment of this chart drawn up for the moment in 1990 or the day, uh, forming the Russian Federation or the formation of it. Um, it does fit with what this group of people was carrying forward. I, I say all this not to be critical, but to help you understand that there is a problem with aggression in this chart, like in this, um, you know, in that ideal. There's a problem with that. So, and Pluto is transiting, you know, opposing the Jupiter, which of course is not over yet, uh, kind of technically done with the Mars, but it's still activating this whole T-square and directly on uh, Neptune as we speak, which is conjunct the Uranus. So, you know, and these are in Capricorn. So what's the right way to uh, exhibit authority? You know, what's the right way to uh, to to be um, independent and active and authoritative? And so Pluto's saying, what do you think power is? It's opposing the Jupiter. The Jupiter's saying, um, I'm not always confident because I feel really sensitive. You know, think about Ch- Chiron shaping a nation's identity. I mean, you, uh, all this is explained, this stuff about Chiron is contained in the Chiron 2012 in the Aquarian Age, the key and how to use it uh, book, uh, which is a transcription of the audio course of the same name, uh, all of it available through tdjacobs.com. Um, and, you know, just because 2012 is untitled doesn't mean this is outdated because it's about transitioning into the Aquarian Age. It's about, you know, going into this new phase. Uh, so I encourage you, if you're interested in, in the Chiron idea of um, not just wounding and healing, but moving beyond wounded and moving beyond being wounded healer, uh, I, th- I think I'm the first person who's offering you a perspective on how to do that. So stick with me. I'm going to take the first break. Uh, my name is Tom Jacobs. This is The Soul's Journey. I'll be right back. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome. 
Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from ttjacobs.com and uh, currently talking uh, today about uh, Russia and, and Ukraine and uh, some stuff in, in their charts, uh, currently on Russia's chart. Um, you know, it seems to me, um, uh, you know, I, I, because this is a mundane topic, I, I must uh, give this, um, this, you know, kind of a kind of a disclaimer. I'm, I'm certainly not an expert in this whole entire situation, but I do go by, you know, how I read headlines, how I read these stories, and how some archetypes kind of shine through and, and what occurs to me. Um, but, it, you know, with the um, political upheaval, uh, with one leader going out and an interim leader coming in in the Ukraine, you know, this is a great opportunity for, for perhaps, uh, for Russia to perceive that it's time to expand into this place that this thing that we want, you know, in the Crimea, um, that, um, isn't ours, <laughs> sense of aggression and, 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 you know, but take, trying to take advantage of this, this moment when there might not be an organized response and they can kind of, um, slip in there. Now, um, the president, of Ukraine who left was very friendly to Russia, which is one of the reasons why he was kind of pushed out. Uh, and so perhaps Russia is having a fear uh, that who, you know, the person replacing that, you know, that, that, that the gone person, the, that president, you know, might not be as friendly toward Russia. And so um, it could be that, but that would again be Jupiter, Chiron and Cancer. Kind of, you know, fearing that, fearing that that sense of disconnection, that sense of not, you know, having that favorable that favorable relationship in quite the same way with um, resource rich Ukraine. So this is, as far as I can tell, it is not just this kind of random thing. You know, as far as I can tell, it is this kind of opportunistic, um, you know, shoving your somebody's trying to close the door and you're shoving your foot in the door. You know, and there there is an ongoing, existing, you know, pre-existing relationship that they have, and you know, Russia's naval base in the Crimea is leased from the Ukraine. So it's not, you know, it's not um, that there are no, you know, Russian elements in Ukraine. But this, I, you know, I feel this whole thing kind of represents this opportunistic thing that is kind of a really, um, you know, kind of a stinky. Uh, Mars and Aries uh, attempt to, you know, overcome the uh, Jupiter and Cancer, uh, Jupiter and Cancer thing. By the way, the asteroid Persephone involved with uh, with Russia's Jupiter, uh, this this in the Russia's chart, um, and actually transiting Jupiter just stationed on the Persephone. So actually, this thread may be actually pretty loud in the short term, but Persephone is about needing to be abducted into better ways of doing things or new scenarios. And when we look at Persephone in our modern world, we tend to fear that, um, you know, fear abduction. I mean, there are real stories when I use that word abducting ourselves or abduction. There are real situations of, you know, people abducting other people and people abducting children and things. And this is, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a dangerous, scary, damaging, sometimes tragic uh, thing. But this notion of abduction is basically saying I need to be secreted away. I need to be swept away. I need to be ushered into a new way of being. I use that word abduction in a sense to trigger our fears about some of those things. Uh, but it's really about needing to upgrade our circumstances, sometimes very often not knowing how to do that, and then finding somebody else kind of whisking us into it. Many Persephone abductions are wonderful. <laughs> uh, many of them usher in a new level of maturity and understanding of what it means to be an adult. Um, uh, in, there's an MP3 uh, on my site called uh, Persephone's Rant. Uh, is it Persephone's Ransom? But there's an MP3 on this uh, myth and archetype of Persephone, um, which I I actually love. I um, it's you know 
one of I don't know maybe seventy or eighty things that I that I have uh, produced and that, that I sell. So it doesn't get a lot of attention. But I really encourage you um, if you relate to the Persephone story at all to check this out. Really going in depth into um, into what that archetypal process is about, how to understand this notion of needing to upgrade something. So Russia, the Russian Federation, needing to upgrade its experience of vulnerability. So in terms of that that history of what I you know personally might uh, what I view kind of as a kind of a macho front, uh, it hides Chiron and Cancer. <laughs> it hides Jupiter with Chiron and Cancer, a huge sense of potential vulnerability. So uh, needing to upgrade one's responses to that is really important. And, and so Jupiter transiting has been stationing on this, offering, and here's a Jupiter keyword for you, the opportunity to learn something new. Because Jupiter, Jupiter seems to bring fortune, luck, and, you know, beneficial things it's you know consider the greater benefic but what it brings you is the opportunity to see something wonderful or to uh, expand in some new direction but you must actually let go of something that keeps you from expanding in a new direction that's the secret of jupiter so why do some people seem really lucky or fortunate why do some people's jupiter transits yield amazing results uh they're they're somehow whether they're aware of it or not, <laughs> uh, choosing not to hold on to a, the bag of rocks of emotional and or karmic baggage that they may have accumulated. So they're, they're flowing in the moment, seizing opportunity that always exists, and that's one of the Jupiter secrets. So, so Jupiter um, transiting on this Persephone is like the opportunity to upgrade their experience of this Cancerian thing, of course, square Mars. You know, the impulse to try to defend the self because we don't know what to do with that sense of vulnerability. And when you talk about a country's sense of vulnerability, you know, we talk about a person's, it's very clear. I can say that, you know, this individual has this fear of, you know, this, this fear of this or this sensitivity to being vulnerable. But it is the same when you're looking at a chart. It is the same, the kind of, that the national um, sense of who we are at the moment that this chart was made. In this case, on the day, because we don't have a birth time, we don't have a time when something was signed or something. Uh, at least I wasn't able to find one. Um, it's the same thing. This collective endeavor that we're doing, this um, national effort, has this quality in common. So, um, so that oh, the last thing I'll say about Russia's chart is uh, is the transiting Saturn. Well, in general, transiting Saturn is now retrograde for five months in Scorpio, at uh, about 23 Scorpio. It's going to tra transit back, retrograde back, uh, to 16 Scorpio and then station again in about five months. Russia's Pluto in Scorpio is about 15 and a half. So it's going to be about a degree away from its Pluto. So what does it mean to be strong? What does it mean to be powerful? And uh, that that is opposing rather directly within a half degree, Venus and Taurus. And uh, Pluto opposing Venus. Uh, I just was I was talking to a, a client recently whose uh, whose young daughter has this, and um, and we're talking about the, the child wants new things all the time. The sense of you know things, and so when Pluto is opposing Venus, there can be this sense of want that happens. Venus and Taurus, the want of resources, the want of comfort, the want of money. This, this, this is applicable to Russia, not my client's child. Uh, that was Sagittarius Gemini, so it was actually about new things. Gemini, about new things. Um, but so this Saturn here is going to, is going to uh, in some way, uh, challenge this nation to undergo and evaluate um, – this is, this is the nice way of saying it – to experience the opportunity to evaluate its conception of what power is 
and what it's willing to do to get what it thinks it lacks. Venus opposing Pluto. Venus in Taurus. What material resources does it think it lacks? What does it mean to be powerful and all this stuff? So, so I don't know where this situation is going to go. You know, like a lot of headlines will say, when will this tension end and what will it take? I don't, I don't do predictive stuff. I don't have any sense of that. But the question for this country is, um, what do you think power is? And what are you going to be, what are you going to be willing to do to try to get that power to get the stuff you think you'd lack? Again, resource rich Ukraine, resource rich uh, Crimea. So that's the that's the deal on that chart. Let's uh, shift over to uh, Ukraine's chart. Um, uh, I admit that I kind of remembered to look this up right before the show. So so I looked this up. Um, the moment of the proclamation of independence from the USSR. So when all this stuff was happening in the early nineties, this is August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one. p.m. This says BGT or 2.31 p.m. GMT. And the city, of course, is Kiev, uh, Ukraine. So, um, you know, uh, uh, Uranus and Neptune and Capricorn are having this, you know, activated for Russia by this whole uh, grand, uh, well, this natal T-square between Mars and Aries and and, uh, this other stuff is all being activated. But, um, and so Ukraine actually has uh, Uranus and Neptune also in Capricorn. Of course, it's a year later, a uh, year after the Russian, uh, the Russian Federation dealio. Um, but those two bodies in Ukraine's chart are conjunct the Capricorn first house north node. So all of this stuff is being activated. Uh, it's a first house north node, which is about independence. And whenever we have, when an individual has the north node in the first house, the person will, will, um, need to learn to say no to other people. If you, if you listen to me long enough, you'll notice a thread. When I talk about, uh, Mars stuff, you know, we, we, we think it's about aggression and assertion and, uh, self-defense and, you know, sometimes bullying and sometimes, uh, you know, just just physical energy coming out in different ways. But one way to work with Mars in a conscious way is to, you know, determine your own space, determine your own direction, and that means you know making self-interested choices, which I think people can adapt to. But what happens when you you know, as I talk to people, they get that. You know, I have to say, you have to do what I have to do, um, and it should be instinctive because we're talking about the Mars archetype. But uh, what happens is you find other people who have expectations of you who might not want you to be as independent as you need to become. They may love you. <laughs> they may want the best for you. But they may not want to give up how they see you and what you do for them or what function you, you perform or what space you hold in their world. So a first house north node often has to do with learning how to say no to other people for the right reasons at the right times and ideally in the right ways. Uh, it, it, it does say uh, that, that there may be kind of a, uh, an assumption that if I were to say no, it would yield conflict or it would bring conflict because everybody's north node represents something that um, they may have preconceived ideas or prejudices about because they're, they're comfortable with the south node 180 degrees away. So we're saying you know jump into this thing that's completely foreign to you. Now, for Ukraine, again, this collective endeavor that that came into being on August 24th, 1991, blah, 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 uh, has that first house Capricorn north node. So 
this nation exists to be independent from its giant neighbor who has this aggression problem. So, you know, so you look at two people, uh, you know, do a relationship reading, uh, you know, looking at the themes that, that each is learning about and what, you know, they're challenged to learn. I just did a synastry composite reading uh, this morning for, for a client. Uh, so, you know, you're looking at, you know, what is the journey of person A? What is the journey of person B? And how are those, you know, things triggered together? Uh, and in this case, just this basic chemistry of, you know, Russia's Mars and Aries square, uh, Jupiter Chiron and, um, in Cancer and its retrograde Uranus Neptune and in, uh, in Capricorn, and this whole T square being activated with this you know intense energy of Pluto Uranus and now Jupiter and soon Mars activating it as a T square at the end of April. Uh, four bodies will be in place right around 13 of those cardinal signs. Um, it won't be exact exact. It'll be like a, there's a little you know few minutes not you know where it's not exact a few minutes of orb difference, but essentially I think it's around April 22nd if I'm remembering correctly. Um, Around 13 and change, 13 and a half or so. So, uh, you know, but that, you know, that's Russia's deal and this, you know, country next to it, which is independent, which with, with whom they have a relationship, with which they have a relationship, um, has this thing about needing to be independent, needing to stand up and needing to say no to other people who think that they're going to, you know, budge in. So this is kind of, um, you know, if, if, if these were two individuals asking me in a reading, you know, what's what's up <laughs> you know i would explain it this way and so i'm trying to explain this to you um but it, yeah a capricorn uh north node uh capricorn north node with uh, neptune and uranus on it so what that says this this north node in general says i need to be autonomous and independent and say no and have my own space and you know essentially I need to defend myself but i also need to get over um conceptions i had that that would necessarily lead to conflict because people with the South Node and the Seventh or entities will go for cooperation, but then eventually perhaps feel taken advantage of. So they need to move into being more assertive and independent. That's the first South North Node. But having Neptune and Uranus here, you know, what is um, what is the the truth about freedom? What is, what does it mean to be independent? And so that's being challenged right now, including its and its uh, nodal structure by uh, this. Uh, the transits in the sky now is T-square, soon to be a grand cross in these cardinal signs. So it's kind of chemistry to find out, you know, all this stuff leading up to, or adding up to chemistry to find out, um, you know, what Russia thinks power is and how it wants something. Venus opposing Pluto and this, you know, sense of um, there might not be enough. Jupiter and Cancer with Chiron, you know, there might not be enough uh, for everybody, for us, and being fearful about that and needing to be aggressive to try to take something uh, to ensure that it perceives it has enough uh, versus, you know, Ukraine needing to, needing to hold its boundary, needing, needing to over time say no, like that's not going to work, that's not going to work. So obviously Ukraine has a lot of international support where, you know, different, um, different countries and, and uh, collectives around the world are kind of you know, sending messages to Russia to say, you know, what do you think you're doing and, you know, what's going on? So, you know, Ukraine is not, you know, like out in the cold, uh, so to speak, about this. But um, so who knows where this will go? But I wanted to give you some insights into into some of this, uh, into some of this, uh, some of this business through that. Uh, so now it's time for the second break. So stick with me. I'm Tom Jacobs. This is The Soul's Journey, and I'll be right back.
looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Hey, welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, I'm not going to shift gears, but I, I do want to say do want to say one thing. Um, I've been talking since last June about uh, Jupiter and Cancer and talking about expanding through expanding through Cancerian connection and all this stuff. And um, and uh, one of one of my listeners, Raluca, uh, in the UK wrote me and asked me to look at uh, you know, cuz she knows that I take questions, you know, people can write me. She wrote me and asked me if I'd take a look at the Ukraine thing. Just saying, you know, it's kind of close to home for where she's from, that part of the world, and um, and just kind of curious about it. And I um, and I, I remembered when I was having that dialogue with her that I, I mean, I actually don't think about this almost ever, but um, but I'm taking this as a cue to remind myself, like even about my own family heritage, because I'm actually when things happen with Ukraine or with somebody from um, Ukraine in the news, I'm drawn to that, and I, I have an ancestral and a karmic. Uh, connection with Ukraine. My, my mom's side of the family is uh, from uh, Poland and Ukraine. Like that's where they're from. That's it. And uh, my dad's side's like uh, the name Jacobs is German, but um, you know. And so my dad's dad's side of the family is German, but other elements in there, other threads in there, are um, definitely Irish. And I feel Scottish and perhaps English, but definitely definitely Irish from just some family names. But anyway, when people see me, they say that I look kind of Celtic, kind of Irish. Um, but, you know, most of my, you know, my family's from this Eastern European thing, you know, places too. So anyway, so when she asked me that, I was already thinking about doing this on the show because I'm just kind of drawn to that. And I really know nothing about Ukraine. It's just a residence. It's just a, you know, like if um, a public figure or something is in the news and I will gravitate towards that name. And then if I read about that person, the person will say, this person is of Ukrainian heritage or something like that. And like, it's really consistent. And also with people I randomly meet that I get to know here in Tucson and elsewhere. So that's just one little note on the Jupiter and Cancer uh, connection. Because I spend so much of my time Neptunian 
doing Neptunian things. And in the twelfth house, uh, that uh, like I was telling Kira during the break, I was trying to figure out yesterday how my hair got so long <laughs> because I I kind of um, lose track of time when I'm channeling quite a bit and I'm working on a new book uh, and I've been doing you know different MP3s and things as I mentioned earlier. So and also working with the the tiger iron stones and charging those. So it's been quite a lot of channeling the last maybe six weeks, and I was trying to figure out how my body had the time to grow all that hair <laughs> in such it, when no time had passed. Uh, you know, for me, it's probably still January in my head. So anyway, for everybody else, it's you know March apparently. So so anyway, so that's uh, that's to wrap that up. Um, shifting gears, I want to I want to talk about um, this a little bit about. Being exposed uh, this last week or so, because last week was a, re- a rerun because um, the the station was canceled. So it's been two weeks since we've had we've been live with you on the show, or we, you know, Tom and the rest of him. Um, so um, a girlfriend asked me if I wanted to watch this documentary on Second Life, and I had heard of it a number of years ago, but I don't hear about it on an ongoing basis. Uh, I, I have heard, like in the last several years, the, the idea of like corporate um, advertising taking off within this virtual reality space. It's like it's like you you um, create an account. It's like a game, but it's not really a game. It's kind of an alternate space in which to develop uh, a sense of self and a, and a way of living. So so you know, do we want to watch this documentary? I say yes. Uh, it's not even like costing me anything because it's interesting. Like I want to know. You know, it's not like I'm saying, well, sure, I'll. You know, I'll watch this with you because you want to. So we watch it, and it's interesting. It follows a handful of uh, individuals whose lives have, in different ways, been changed by, um, you know, developing these personas and interacting with others and spending sometimes um, absurd amounts of time within this, you know, electronic, you know, this digital game space, being this other, you know, the sense of this other person, <clears throat> and. Um, and at the end, uh, we we wanted to see some examples that maybe beyond what was um, uh, excerpted during this um, uh, documentary. And um, the documentary is called Life 2.0, by the way. I think I think that's what it's called. Um, and it's worth it's worth watching because you get to see the um, emotional and psychological uh, stuff that occurs when, for example, one. One of the or two of the people who are who are followed for a little bit and checked in with periodically, um, they become a couple, uh, and then it seems like they're not a couple at the very end. But like they, um, you know, one of them is in a, a relationship, is in a marriage, and so they're having this electronic, digital thing where they're hanging out a lot, basically as if you're talking to somebody on the phone, but then you're watching your digital avatar, which for them looked like them. Which apparently is not always true of other people, uh, but but they're hanging out and then they do meet and then you know anyway so so you get to see the lives changing in terms of this spending all this time in this digital space and so and also a lot of questions people you know analyzing that like well what's real and is this healthy and all that stuff so it's it's worth watching I encourage it but at the end uh, we looked around for some videos and saw this one and I was drawn to this one. You know, you just we did a search, and of course, like ten or fifteen showed up, and I was like, I avoided going to it. I didn't say, oh, hey, please click on this. I kind of avoided it until like the second or third time, and I was like, yeah, we got to watch this. And it said, um, "Water birth in Second Life." So it's totally curious because this idea of living through this alternate space, you know, is this real or or whatever? So we watch this thing, um, and uh, I'm engrossed and entranced because of all the planning that went into this and all the details. And at the end, um, there's this twist that actually made me laugh so much that I choked 
I mean, I almost stopped breathing. I, and I, I said to, I said to Jilly, I don't know that you've seen me like that. And we've known each other almost three years because it's been so long since I have choked from laughter it, because it was just absurd, the whole thing. And, and it may be a prank. It may be real, probably a prank. But anyway, it's, it's been on my mind. I've been thinking about, uh, thinking about that, that idea of like living through this other space. And then I'm channeling this book that begins with this whole, the new book that I'm not talking about, but here I am pointing at it. <laughs> um, but you will love it. <laughs> you will love it out in a few months probably. Um, but there's this whole explanation of what soul is and how the multi-life journey works and uh, really spelling out in detail how soul is experiencing your choices and how soul, portion of all that is or divine consciousness, is collecting data through your experience. So you have these – so here we have this parallel of these – human individuals going into this other space where they can, you know, this digital space, this all, this uh, alternate kind of reality, uh, one kind of reality in order to, um, perhaps some of them find themselves more creative. Some of them feel that they can have permission to really be who they are or create what they want to create. Um, some of them will feel that they can actually be themselves. So here you have this kind of thing where people are, you know, some people were spending quite a lot of time uh, in this, you know, non-human space to try to express who they really are. Well, behind all of this, you have a soul. <laughs> you have a soul outside space-time, which is uh, sitting and watching all of your experiences and choices. So I've been thinking about how these souls are learning through people living, through people spending a great deal of time and putting a lot of intentionality into this virtual. A reality, the virtual context, because soul is actually in a different kind of dimensional space in order to live your life, in order to live a human life. So I'm, you know, thinking about souls watching its humans watch their avatars is what I'm, you know, the, their characters in the game or, or how they develop themselves and what they look like. And it's just, it's amusing and uh, it's interesting. And um, so I, I've been getting kind of a kick out of that this week. Um, and thinking about that, um, because your soul is learning through your choices within this altered space. So, you know, if you're living, in, if you're spending time or you know living in a virtual reality space, are you are you learning more about your choices that way? Um, one, this is this is actually one of the more interesting things, and also definitely kind of touching things about this documentary. I, I don't want to give away everything, but I want to tell you this one story. Um, uh, I mean, I already told you the people got together and then didn't. So whatever, I've already ruined it for you, but you should watch it anyway. Uh, but with this one gentleman um, who was addicted to it, definitely addicted to it. And, uh, you know, he spent a lot of time in it and it affected his relationship and, you know, all this stuff. But one of the details that uh, came out is that he, um, his avatar, so he's a, a man in his late 20s or early 30s. And his avatar, the character he has chosen to be within this space, was an 11-year-old girl, which for some people – you know, seems to shout out, um, I'm a sexual predator or I have a problem or something like this. But when you, when you listen to this, uh, and actually in the beginning of the film, his face is hidden. He's like, you know, like the, like the whistleblower who's, uh, who's, you know, an anonymity is being protected, you know, like he's, you know, shadow on his face, whatever. But at the end of the film, you can see exactly, you know, who he is and he's fine with being on camera and he's resolved certain things. But, um, but he's giving himself permission you know, to explore this part of him, but he says, 
he talks about this avatar as though she is his equal. So, so I got the sense of like an inner part of the self trying to find expression. So as we live these multi-life journeys, you know, uh, from the perspective of soul, all of your human lives or all of its human lives are happening simultaneously. And I like to shift emphasis so that we can view through that lens. So instead of saying past lives, I will say your soul's other lives. And so, you know, within every person, there are all of these sub-personalities. There are all of these elements of self, all of these threads, these agendas, desires, uh, phobias, you know, perceived weaknesses, um, passions, you know, all of these, all of these things that exist within us, these threads of emotional wiring and, you know, being coded to seek certain experiences and certain relationships and, and situations in life. Um, and so this virtual reality space actually did give this guy a chance to express something, to work something out, uh, by connecting with a part of him that basically spoke as an 11, 11 year old girl. So, uh, you know, each of us has lived lives as men and women, and each of us has had, therefore, childhoods of both genders and all different kinds of things. Um, and it turns out that this was not a past life thing. It was a poor, you know, something that happened to him in this life that was difficult that this, this um, portion of self seemed to, you know, help him with or at least bring into conscious awareness. So he was actually able to learn about himself through observing his choices and how that affected his life through this avatar that was different through this, uh, you know, personality construct within this digital space, uh, that was not exactly who he was. So kids cannot do this. There's some kind of thing where you have to be a certain age. Maybe it's 15 or 16 or 18. I don't know. Um, I, th I think it's like 15 or 16, but there might be some like limits and controls on what's available to people that young. But so if you go in there as, you know, any any age avatar and you find an 11 year old girl this is an adult and it's probably a man <laughs> you know so and that's kind of uh, what people seem to assume um but uh being in that space exploring these different things and you know having that freedom to be creative in that way well that's actually what soul is doing through your life it's coming here to be creative it's coming here to observe your choices which create reality you know what you're vibrating comes to you what you you know what you are coded by soul to vibrate you know i need experiences regarding safety and security or you know manifesting or belonging or um whatever it is you know adventure like whatever it is that, that you're drawn to um you know respect status achievement whatever it is and then these experiences come to you and your choices in response to them and your beliefs about what they mean and what what's happening is your creative power being expressed and that's a lot of what this book is um, what this book is becoming about. It's interestingly, um, but that's what soul is doing through your life, observing your choices, which is your creative power. So, uh, and soul is learning about itself, all that is. It's it's a portion of divine consciousness or God and goddess or whatever you want to say, a portion of you know divine intelligence, uh, the creator energy. It's a portion of it. So it is needing to kind of go into first life in order to explore something, your actual life. And then, of course, certain people are exploring the same thing as an extension, right, through second life, this, uh, this digital space. So just all very interesting, kind of a, you know, kind of a holographic, um, interesting uh, view on, a, on, on, this, uh, on this thing. And this video, I'm telling you, look up water birth 
second life and and uh just observe that um it's probably not really a, i mean it can't be a real water i just have to say this one detail the character the avatar of the mother who was giving birth her labor pains <laughs> sound like this uh uh so that's a dead giveaway that this is not really happening. Of course, they're constructing this experience, but like, you know, this idea of people actually doing things through this, like creating something. Like, there's also a story of a one woman on this documentary who um, created digital fashions, like things that avatars can wear, and then sold them within the game space and made money. So there is a sense of things happening and people having these experiences, and so you know, this idea of water birth happening there, the cel- celebratory experience. Uh, you know, and it's just anyway. It's just um, I choked. I almost. I thought I was literally going to die in that moment. I and I, you know, was gasping for air and squealing. Like I was laughing to the point my throat was so closed up that I was actually squealing and laughter. I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm revealing that to you because I I'm still you know my grandma grandmother would say tickled pink about it. Like it still makes me happy. But um uh okay. So so that's about it for the show. I wanna um I wanna put your Put your attention back on these MP3s that I um, that I mentioned are available, um, and also uh, which is the uh, working with the emotions behind addiction. And again, really just working with emotions. But he does talk about addiction and how you know uh, Jehudi does talk about that. But I think that even if you don't relate to that particular experience or that particular you know uh, vibration, uh, it's really great. A guided meditation set basically to um, to really learn to work with your emotions and become the source of love and generate heart energy to to heal whatever ails you. So I encourage you to uh, to check that out. And then of course, manifesting health is a teaching, a ninety minute teaching from Jehudi about how emotions uh, figure uh, into how our lives are created, including some physical health uh, situations and how to work with those things. So um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the show I have for you. Let me say if you. Um, if you get something out of the show, you can donate to support it through tdjacobs.com. I always appreciate all donations, and and thanks to those of you who have sent things in in the last few weeks. I really uh, appreciate that. I uh, do what I can to bring you, um, you know, to bring you original content, and I, I appreciate your your support so I can keep doing it. Um, and the subscription service, I haven't mentioned it in a few weeks, but it's up and running. And when the sun enters a new sign, um, over an hour, it, so far over seventy minutes. I think even last month it was about eighty minutes worth of uh, original content of a video. Is explaining all of the um, the things happening this next astrological month uh, are released, and so you can check that out. You can do that yearly or monthly through tdjacobs.com, and that is um, that's like learning astrology in this really um, forward-looking Aquarian age way, which is what I've been taught by Jehudi to do. Uh, but then also, um, you know, serving multiple purposes. You know, getting these perspectives so that you can actually learn about what to do. In two weeks, when this when this aspect is exact, as well as learning. So, uh, and also each month a channel meditation and a call uh, through it uh, through which you can pick my brain about just about any topic that's not like belonging to a consultation. So, so um, you can check that out through tdjacobs.com. Thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks for your interest and support. And um, if you're just listening to this, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes and um, and be updated when new episodes are are released. So take care, and I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. 
Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 